Welcome to Uncommon Real Estate, where it's all about finding creative solutions for real estate agents and investors. In exclusive mastermind conversations with some of the brightest minds in real estate, you'll learn how to earn an extra six figures a year. Don't follow the herd. Be uncommon. Here are your hosts, multi-millionaire real estate agent and investor, Chris Craddock and Jeff Safright. Hey, friends, welcome to another episode here of Uncommon Real Estate uh, with your host, Chris Craddock, and myself, Jeff Safright. And uh, today we're going to talk a little bit more about Chris's story. Chris went from uh, basically zero to 30. He had just under 30 million in sales volume his first year. And so in this episode, we're going to learn a little bit more of how he did that. And I'm going to ask some questions so we can all figure out the nuggets to uh, do that ourselves. So, uh, Chris, go ahead and uh, you know tell us a little bit more, man. Like seriously, how did you get to uh, just under thirty million in your first year? I graduated college, went on staff with Young Life. I've always been kind of an entrepreneur. So when I was in college, I worked for a landscaping company, and I just felt like we could probably do a little bit better. And and some, I ended up buying the landscaping business. And uh, when I graduated college. You know, I'm going to share like a little bit of a like a, a Christian, like mis- mystical part of of like who I am. I wasn't sure whether I was supposed to go on Young Life staff or whether I was supposed to continue doing uh, doing this landscaping thing. And I mean, I read the Bible, and it and literally that day it said it was in, in the Book of Proverbs, chapter 24. Finish your outdoor outdoor work, and then build your house. And I was like. All right, I'm done. And so I sold my, my landscaping business, uh, my outdoor work. I finished it. And I'll tell you what, I knew enough that I didn't want to work with my hands for the rest of my life. I, that, I respect people that work with their hands. I'll tell you that much. But uh, that's not what I wanted to do. And so I went on staff with Young Life, making $20,000 a year on Young Life staff. My wife was going to stay home with the kids. And when, when Catherine got pregnant in 2003, you know, my, my grandfather on my dad's side of the family was a blue collar guy, you know, made a $3.25 an hour working as a road worker. And every dollar he made, he cobbled together and he bought houses in North Arlington and ended up dying um, a few years ago, a very wealthy man. My mom's side of the family, they were very, they were all bankers and owned a lot of real estate there. So I knew real estate was where money was made. And so I went to the library and there was not, Google was not a thing, at least a thing that I knew about. Um, I guess it was probably a thing, but not that I knew about at the time. I checked out every book they had. Rich Dad Poor Dad just changed my life. I mean, I, I remember reading it, and uh, you know, the first thing he said is that like rich people all have have their own corporations. And I was like, I, I remember talking to my uncle, and I'm like, Hey, I know you work with rich people. Do they all have their own corporations? And he's like, I've got my own corporation. He's like, I take a loss on it every year. <laughs> you know, he's like, it saves on taxes. And I was like. Really, that it just it just opened my eyes that people think differently about money than the way I, I thought about it, and then I started um, just almost like an idiot. I didn't know what I was doing. I just started knocking on doors of houses, and uh, you know we made a lot of money in a very short period of time. That was kind of the deal, and then in, and then I I bought the house that I'm in now. Started doing ministry stuff again, only only ministry stuff. And as I had more kids and the money started disappearing, uh, I started getting all these other jobs. I was working like 110 hours a week just to, to keep food on the table because I love doing ministry stuff. And then uh, one day I was just like, I can't live like this anymore. I can't, I can't put, do this. So I, I started flipping houses again and the whole market had shifted. Almost everybody that was in distress was underwater at that point in time. And so I started flipping short sales. You started making really good money again. And, uh, you know, I ended up getting licensed because you're, you're getting, they were giving you a commission if you flipped a short sale at that point in time. So I, I got licensed and here's the crazy thing. 
all opportunity tends to be born out of some sort of pain. And we see that with like, you know, the coronavirus is going on here now in America right now. And, you know, what I, what I do know is that fortunes are won and lost during times of pain, you know, and, that, and that's it. If you can solve other problems, other people's problems, you can make a lot of money. And so what happened was we started flipping a lot of houses, a lot of houses. And in, in Jim Collins' book, How the Mighty Fall, you know, he wrote the book Good to Great, which if you've never read, you need to read it if you're in business. It is so, so good. Good to great. And then he wrote the, the follow-up book, How the Mighty Fall. And it talk, talks about how companies fall. One of the, he said a couple things is one is the hubris born of success. And we started having a lot of success with our flips. And so we started overreaching. We started just doing more and more and more and more. All of a sudden we had about $10 million out and our overhead was insane. And we realized that uh, we were going to have more bills than we had money to pay bills here in, in the next few months. And honestly, the crazy thing is uh, I got more creative. I, I've realized that the best I do, you know, everybody goes into fight or flight when, when you get into that. Some people, and, and you see this with the coronavirus, some people just will not work. They'll stop. And other people are just like, I'm going to work so hard. And sometimes they'll overwork in areas where they're not doing the right thing. They're just working, you know, just doing something. And so I just, I still remember, I, I, I saw that Art Williams video, just do it. And I'll tell you, I got down on my knees and I prayed and I was like, God, I am just going to do it. And so literally, I think the re- part of the reason why Redux grew as fast as it did was because I owed so much money. And in two years, we ended up paying off over $600,000 you know, in debt to people. Uh, I got so creative in, in ways to get properties out to other people, investors, basically keeping owner financing and letting other people buy it. I was doing anything I could in the most creative I could be to get done. And after that two years, I realized that we did everything we could. I mean, we, it was so close. There were so many times we were on the brink of bankruptcy and it was just crazy. And somehow we pulled through. And that's why I know even now when things are crazy with the coronavirus, you know, I'm still standing here and we're going to find a way to get through it. So that happened and it pushed us to grow fast. And we started growing really fast, making a lot of money in, in the business um, and started growing because frankly, there was no other choice. And uh, after those two years, we, we really, really, really got to that point where, you know, we could then grow outside because we actually had money coming into the business that so we could invest in it. And so, uh, and Gary Keller, and we'll talk about this when we talk about building a business. Gary Keller says that your business earns the right to build out its org chart. And so you look at, you look at businesses as they grow, you know, a lot of times people will overreach and start hiring people ahead of time where they can't afford them. And then the business implodes because they can't afford everything. But as the business grows, you know, you lead with revenue, right? You, you, you spend the money that the business earns, you, you spend the house money on it. We started hiring, you know, more staff and more marketing people and and more people to bring in leads. And we started growing and growing and growing. And one of the other pieces too, that really helped us was we, we got a coach, right? We hired a coach, we brought in a coach. If you don't have a coach, you've got to get a coach. Uh, a coach is like an ab workout. You know, you hate it, but you love it. A good coach. Um, they're going to they're gonna bring you in. They're going to help you out. They're going to they're gonna call you out on your junk because, you know, everybody has their own junk. I was just actually talking to somebody today and he talks to a lot of successful people and he, he picks their brain on it. And I called him out. I said, hey, you need, you should keep doing this, you know, and I'll share that in just a second. You should keep doing this. But here's the thing. If you don't have a coach, somebody that hears you, and then when you try to move on from it, 
you're going to miss out. You're going to be able to just talk yourself out of it because we're all good salespeople. We can sell ourselves on why what we're doing is good and we'll follow every single shiny object. It doesn't work like that. You've got to stay focused on things and you need a coach that's going to kick your butt, make you do it and not let you jump from object to object to object and start strong and then just collapse because everybody can start, right? It's the ones that keep going are the ones that, uh, that win. So the, I, I guess that that's kind of the deal there. And then the other piece, I, I did do that, that I was talking about. Literally, there was not a week that went by that I didn't call. I was listening to other podcasts, anybody that I liked, anybody I liked how they vibed, anybody who I just kind of meshed with, I, I reached out to them. And I said, hey, could we get on a, on a phone call? Could we talk? I would love to just pick your brain. And here's the crazy thing. These people that were making millions of dollars a year kept getting on phone calls with me who was, like, was a nobody. I, I literally did nothing. And, and they just were willing to talk with me and share their lives with me. And honestly, I'll tell you, he walks with the wise grows wise. And, and that was one of the huge things. And then the last thing I'll, I'll share about that was uh, uh, there was a guy in our office who was doing a lot of business. And uh, I just would go and sit in his office and just pick his brain over and over and over again. And uh, it was so funny because after year two, you know, he was doing like 135 transactions and we were doing like, a, we did like 120 transactions. He's like, Chris, he's like, man, it took me 10 years to get here and you did it in two. And I, I went back to it and I was like, man, if you were doing 700, I'd be doing 600. So get your stuff together, man. You know, so that was kind of the whole thing. Just by hanging out with people, you're going to think like they think. So first thing you do is you do what successful people do. And then you learn how to think like successful people think. And that's how we blew up the business and got to that, that 30 million. But anyway, I gave you a little more than, uh, than that. I got a little bit sidetracked on it, but hopefully that makes sense on like, you know, the, just the genesis of where we came to, to where we are right now. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And, and, you know, and I love the, I love the motivation. You know, you said it last time, it's, it's easier to educate a doer than it is to uh, motivate a, a thinker. And I know you're a doer, you're, you're a big time doer. And, and that's really what kind of got you there. You, you, you get out, you get after it and you just, you push, you push, you push, you ask the questions. And, and the other thing that, that I think that is important to, to understand is, is not that you were just asking the questions. It's not that you were just making the phone calls or sitting at, you know, the desk of your colleague, but you put these things in action, right? It's not, it's not simply about knowing what to do. It's learning what to do and then actually putting it into process, putting it into place. And so, so what are some of these things that they taught you and, and what are what are some of the things that you that you put into place that that helped you to get to this thirty million point? Yeah, yeah. So so one of the things I always joke about. I heard somebody say this. I don't remember who. So I'll just take credit for it because originality is is forgetting who you stole it from, right? Uh, you know, bottom line is education without implementation is just an expensive hobby. That, that's it. Education without implementation is an expensive hobby. And, and and this is one of the things I see from conferences, from sitting down with people, everything else is you'll take all these notes and then you won't do anything about it, like myself included. So one thing I heard actually was at a Craig Proctor uh, conference where he said, I want you to take no more than five things away from this. You may take pages of notes, but I want you to write down five things that you're taking away and no more than that, because if you take more than five, you're not gonna do anything. And I was like, dang, that's, that's powerful. So what are the things that they told me to do? First thing they talked about is learn to hunt where the ducks are, right? So that was uh, one of the most powerful things and, and you start calling your sphere. So for me, um, I started out by calling my sphere. I was in ministry, so I would call my sphere. I, I literally picked up my phone and I went to the A's, you know, because what I would do when I was in ministry, if I didn't have anything to do, I'd pick up my phone, go to the A's. Aaron, hey, Aaron, 
what's going on, man? How you doing? You know, this is Chris. I would ask him how I could pray for him, ask him what's going on. You know, just, just ask him how I could love and serve him. Right. And uh, boom, they would talk to me. We'd have a conversation. Boom. You know, everybody in real estate says it's all about loving on your sphere and caring about your sphere. So how do you do that? You know, you, you pick up your phone and ask them what's going on. How, how can you love on them? How do you care about them? You know, can you pray for them? whatever it is? And I would just get on the phone and ask him those questions. I go through my A's, then through my B's, through my C's. And literally here's the crazy thing. When you ask somebody about themselves, there's the law of reciprocity. What are they going to do as soon as you ask about themselves? They're going to ask you. Yeah, exactly. They're going to say, so how's your job doing? Uh, it's doing great. It's, it's doing awesome. You know, I'm, I'm working to build my business. You know, it really would mean a lot to me. If you know anybody that's looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate in the next 12 months, do you happen to know anybody? I mean, that's not hard, right? That's easy. That's easy stuff. But everybody makes it rocket science. Success isn't rocket science. Success is just doing the mundane. You know, it's, it's funny. My brother-in-law, um, he was on a soccer team, um, Messiah College. They won, I think it was like 13 national championships out of 16 years or, or something like that. He was, the, he was the captain of the team. And here's the crazy thing was uh, at practice, they would literally do the same thing. It's called a Dutch diamond where they practice trapping and passing, trapping and passing. The national championship team, every day they would practice for like 25 minutes, trapping and passing. This is stuff that's like you learn in kindergarten, right? But they would just practice the basics of it. This is the basics of real estate. This is what everybody says. They're like, stop looking for the shine any objects do the, the trapping and passing, which is call your sphere, like love on them, care for them, ask them what you can do to serve them. You know, ask, ask them those questions and they're going to ask you and you can tell them it would really help me if you knew anybody who was going to buy, sell or invest in real estate. So that was, that was really the number one thing was to build out a database, build a sphere. One of the other things they told me was stop just calling from your phone number here and get a CRM. I was like, uh, what's a CRM? Yeah, I had no idea what a CRM was, right? Um, my only idea, you know, I can't, like, honestly, the ministry world is just interesting because, like, it's not business stuff at all, at all. I had no idea what any of this stuff was. So I'm learning from the ground up. You know, I know a ton of stuff about, about EQ type stuff, emotional intelligence stuff, but like the business world, the actual nuts and bolts of business, I never learned anything about it. So, you know, I'm learning from the ground up. Okay, a CRM, you know, a contact, you know, customer relationship management. Well, like, like put in, you know, who everybody in there so that you can write down, okay, this is what I talked about with this person. Because I mean, there were some times where I call somebody and then, you know, I just talked to so many people that I would call the same person two weeks later and ask them the same questions. And then did they feel cared about? <laughs> Not at all. It was it was just so awkward and so weird and so crazy. So then I started keeping notes and and it just got better. So I'll tell you what. Out of you know, hopefully there's a handful of things here that I, I'd mentioned. I don't want to give you more than five, like they said, or you'll do nothing. But uh, you know, that's that's the whole thing right there. Is is what are the things that we can do? You know, hunt where the ducks are. You'll realize that there's certain people. So I'm a salesperson, and just naturally, I like to sell. Um, so if if somebody tells me they're going to go to San Diego. I'll be like, oh man, I learned to surf at Pacific Beach. It's awesome there. You know, I, like I just can't help myself but tell people about things that I like. And so, you know, when you go through the A, the B's, the C's, when you go through them all, here's the thing you're going to find the other people that like to tell you about things that they like. And they're going to like to tell people about things that they like. When you post on Facebook, hey, what's the best restaurant in this area? And the people that respond are the ones that naturally like to tell people. And those are the ones that are going to refer you to other people. So, anyway, hopefully that's. Uh, uh, that'll help. And that's good. But, uh, you know, it's not too much. But anyway, th those are just some of the thoughts and some of the basics that help me, 
really, really succeed pretty quickly. Awesome. Like you said, it's, it's not rocket science, but really it's, um, you know, we, we oftentimes think that we have to know more, learn more, and we always want to be learners, right? But, uh, but oftentimes it's just a willingness. It's, 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 the, it's the willingness to step out and do the things that others won't do. You know, hey, as we wind down here again for, you know, for episode number two, uh, like we said, we always want to leave you with something to do, right? So, so maybe tomorrow, maybe today, depends on whatever it is that you're listening to this uh, this episode here. Pull out your phone, go to your M's, right? So, you know, this is something that I was doing the other day. Oftentimes, I'll go and I'll, I'll start at my A's, right? And so the other day, I was just like, you know what? I think I've called my A, B, C, and D's like you know, <laughs> 260 times each, and I'm not sure how many times I've called my T's, you know, and whatever else. So maybe you start at your M's, you start at your R's, you know, somewhere in there, and and just get out and, and run through them tomorrow. And, and, and just, hey, ask them how they're doing. Lala reciprocity. Uh, they're going to ask you how you're doing. Talk about your business. Let them know how things are going and just say, hey, you know, would love for you to help me. You know, I'm just trying to build my business. If you know of anybody uh, that's looking to buy or invest, would love it. You know, feel super honored if you would just send them my way. Give that a shot. Let us know how it goes. Uh, anything else, Chris, to leave us with before we get out of here? No, I think that's it. I mean, do the basics. You know, that's... That's what all of the all the top coaches in the world they they focus on the basics they focus on the fundamentals we can talk about that that later uh, for the next uh, for the next episode but honestly focus on the fundamentals there's no silver bullet um, just do the right thing and uh, and you're gonna win hey uh, would you do us a favor wherever you are you know wherever it is that you're listening to this podcast out whether it's iTunes Spotify Podbean uh, any of the others. Would you do us a favor? And if you if you like what we're doing here, if you like what you're listening to, would you would you give us a rating, a positive review, or a comment? Also, would love for you to subscribe. And uh, you know that's one way that you can you can benefit us and, and really help us out. Listen, we'd love to hear from you. if you have any uh, if, if you have any comments, questions, ideas, topics that you'd love for us to review. Reach out, let us know, and uh, and we'd love to get to those. So uh, again, hey, we hope you enjoyed the, another episode here of Uncommon Real Estate. Uh, we enjoyed having you. We hope you enjoyed being here. So until then, uh, this is Jeff Safright and uh, Chris Craddock. We hope you enjoyed yourself and uh, best of luck. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Uncommon Real Estate. Subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date with the latest mastermind conversations from Chris, Jeff, and other uncommon real estate industry leaders. If you love this podcast, please write us a review. And to fast track your real estate career, go to chriscraddock.com. 